Welcome back to the Voice in Japan podcast. So a couple weeks ago, there was an earthquake in Hokkaido, which is where Burke and I live, and we had quite a lot to talk about. So we split this podcast into two parts. In this episode, part one, we mainly talk about the earthquake that happened a couple of weeks ago, and also the big one that happened here last September in 2018. Yep, that's right. Hokkaido has had two biggish earthquakes in the last five months. Pretty scary. Anyways, enjoy. Each knee, son. Welcome back, everybody.、Uh, To another episode of Voices in Japan with Burke and myself. So, today we're going to talk about earthquakes. So, coincidentally, we had a, an earthquake in Hokkaido on February 21st, which was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, very recently.、Uh, yeah, and that was a magnitude of 5.5 on the Japanese scale. On the Japanese scale. So, If we want to get a bigger picture of that comparatively, the big earthquake, which was March 11th, 11th. 2011. So that was a magnitude of nine, and that was the biggest earthquake Japan has ever experienced. So we had that, yeah, we had that a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, do you remember that, Burke? Do you remember that time? It was around nine o'clock at night in the evening. Yeah, I was,、uh, I was actually doing some work on the computer, and、uh, yeah, the room started to shake a little bit. And I've、uh, pretty much been on edge since last September, whenever there has been an aftershock、uh, since the big one in September. So as soon as this one started, and this one was obviously larger, it, you said it was five. 5.5. 5.5. And that was actually what it、uh, was in Sapporo? No, the Sapporo one was 6.6. No, but I mean,、uh, the oh, last so, one. Oh, actually, in Sapporo? Yeah. You mean? Yeah. Maybe it was like probably less than that, actually, in Sapporo. In Sapporo, it was about four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Depending was, on what area we were at, three, three to four. Yeah. In Sapporo. So,、uh, yeah, and this started to, started to go off. And of course, the first thought I had is, okay,、uh, is this going to get big? And I had that thought. Uh, thought for a split second before I thought, where's the baby? <laughs> Gotta <laughs>、yeah. go find the baby. Yeah, yeah, right. I was thinking that, like, you know, especially with families and stuff, is like the first thing you're going to think of is kids. Yeah,、right? yeah. And、uh, so immediately, like, I ran out. I was in one room, my wife was in another room, and the baby was in another room sleeping. So ran out of the room, quickly looked at my wife to see what she was doing. She was changing the channel on the TV and、uh, immediately went to the baby's room. But it didn't last too long. How long did it last? I mean, it was kind of long for like everyday earthquake. Maybe a couple of minutes. Yeah. But a couple of minutes is pretty long. Yeah. Like it doesn't sound long, but when it's happening and you're just thinking, when's it going to stop? When's、yeah. it going to stop? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the same. Like, I, when I felt that, I just, I always think a bigger one is going to come. It's always like a prelude to like an even bigger earthquake. Yeah. So I was kind of nervous about that and I was at home at the time. And as soon as it happened, I like got my emergency backpack out. <laughs> so I prepared one from the previous earthquake in September. Was it September 6th, right? Was September the big 6th, one yeah. In Hokkaido. 
And yeah, after that earthquake, I prepare like a, a backpack with tissue paper, quite a lot of tissue paper, batteries. Uh, we bought this generator, like a wind up generator. Oh, nice. So you can charge your phone. Um, and it's got a radio as well. So it's a, a radio that's already there. And there's lights and, uh, we filled up the bathtub straight away. Right. Uh, we filled up, uh, we had these fold up plastic water containers. So we filled one of those up, put that by the bathroom just in case. But, uh, yeah, so we, we were basically prepared for a big one. Yeah. Like that was kind of one good thing about it happening in September is, uh, I think most people, uh, cause it was a big one, uh, in terms of uh, not having one in a while. So I think that prompted a lot of people to get emergency supplies ready. So we had a lot of those too. But our bags, we'd unpacked our bags and suitcases that we'd had sitting around for a couple months after September, but immediately started getting those ready again because just like you said, we're thinking like, oh, maybe another big one is going to come at any point. got to be ready to get out of the house or evacuate. And uh, But actually, what do you think about that? Do you think uh, if a big one comes, would you – evacuate evacuate your house would you get under the table i mean especially right now it's winter time so i mean they say kind of that you shouldn't necessarily go outside because there might be falling objects and stuff so it's kind of hard to judge exactly what the first action should be yeah we have um an evacuation area which is the local elementary school which is just down the road from where we live so that is like one of the evacuation points but initially I probably wouldn't leave the apartment. Yeah, that until is until it uh, calmed down. That evacuation point is kind of like the one that the city designates yeah. for your area. Yeah, same yeah. here. So, so you have one close yeah, by. Yeah, it's uh, also a elementary school close by. But uh, yeah, so fortunately that one kind of died off. But um, the first thing we did is again get our supplies ready, and then uh, went and turned on the TV uh, because I remember in September when that one hit, I did the same thing. Well, at first. Of course, when the big one hit in September, uh, I mean, that one was definitely huge and uh, it happened in the middle of the night. And my first thought was this thing is huge. So wherever the actual epicenter was, if it was this big in Sapporo, wherever the epicenter was, there's probably like huge damage going on. So I w- immediately went to turn on the TV and at that point realized it was in Hokkaido. But yeah, that was the first thought that goes to my head is where's the actual epicenter because some serious damage is probably happening. Well, the epicenter actually wasn't that far from Sapporo. It's like I think it was like 50 kilometers or yeah, something Yeah, for like the that. one in September, it ended up being a place kind of down near the port city, Tamakumai Atsumacho, I think it's called. And uh, yeah, so only about 50 kilometers from Sapporo. And so that one that we had in September was, yeah, very, very big uh, for everyone in Sapporo. Yeah, what was, um, what was your experience with that? At my place, no power. Power went out. Water. We had water for about s- until midday, and then the, the taps went off. No electricity, no gas. Luckily, it was the daytime, so there was still sunlight. But, yeah, the whole city was pretty much blacked out. Yeah. Well, initially, okay, so that one hit in the middle of the night, right? Like 2 or 3 in the morning. Yeah. Did you, I mean, did you wake up straight away like when, like when it happened? Yeah, because... Because we woke up, but yeah. then we just went back to bed because Didn't it, was so, it was so late. Yeah, well, no, we, I woke up because, again... Well, first of all, I woke up because the uh, fo- alarms on the phones started going nuts. And that just like, sh- you know, shook me to begin with. And then yeah, all of a sudden, like the, the phone alerts. 
Yeah. 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 And my wife's phone and my phone were both going off. And then the whole room and the bed was shaking. The light on the ceiling was shaking. And uh, again, I woke up and like within an instant, I dove over my wife towards the baby. Because <laughs> that time the baby was only like six months old or no, nine months, I guess. But uh, yeah, eight months. But I was immediately worried. Like, was she okay? Funny thing is she slept through the whole thing. Your your wife or your baby? My baby, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, after that happened, again, my first thought was to go turn on the TV because I thought, like, again, it was down in Tohoku where the big one was back in 2011. And I th- just wanted to see, like, what kind of damage had happened. And then realized it was in Hokkaido, and I'm sitting there watching the TV, and they're showing images. This and, was, like, at, what, 2 a.m.? yeah. Uh, two or two, th- three o'clock in the morning, and they're showing an image of somewhere, and all of a sudden, like that whole city like blacks out, and I'm like, oh, that's too bad, man. That city's hit with a blackout, and then like 20 seconds later, like the power in our place turned off, and I was like, oh man, the blackout's now hitting us, you know. So uh, then started realized it was a, and my wife was up too, and she was checking the news, and she was like, oh yeah, there's a uh, uh, Taden, which is a uh, blackout, it means the power is off. Uh, was happening uh, in Hokkaido and stuff. So we actually, I didn't go back to sleep after that whole thing because, again, I started to, like, panic and get things ready because at that point we had some emergency supplies, but we weren't really prepared because you never, up to that point, didn't really think one was going to come to Hokkaido. Yeah, like, we never get big earthquakes in Hokkaido. Yeah. We get get a lot of aftershocks, and we get the shocks from the big earthquakes happening around Japan. But yeah, no, I, f- I found a really interesting fact that there's actually, in Japan, we have, we get around 1,500 earthquakes a year. 1,500, wow. Yeah, I mean, but this is including um, tremors, aftershocks. So even after that, that giant earthquake in 2011, yeah. they're, they're still getting aftershocks. Yeah, right I now, think actually within the year just after that when they said there's over a thousand aftershocks, uh, something like 800 above a certain level. and uh, But yeah, we're still getting aftershocks from that. And then actually this one that happened uh, a couple of weeks ago was an aftershock, that one that happened in uh, September as well. Yeah, and and sometimes you feel them. Sometimes you think you feel them as well. Like I, since that one that we had in last September... I th- I think I sometimes have phantom my body has like phantom shocks when I'm lying in bed. Okay. Like I feel like I'm ha- I'm in an earthquake and then I'll I wake up and wake my girlfriend up and say did we just have an earthquake? And she's like no, no, you just you just imagine it. About, well, do, what do you think do you think that's trauma? It might trauma? be, yeah. Um I guess it could be trauma. I mean, what what else what else could that be? Well, I don't know, but the very first earthquake I experienced in Japan was actually I came here in 2002 and then 2003 actually. Again, Hokkaido barely ever has earthquakes, but there was actually a really big one that happened back in 2003 September. And it was like again a 5 or something, 4 or 5. And that one also happened like 4 in the morning. And I I mean, I'd experienced a small earthquake before that, but that one was really big and I was living in that apartment that you lived in too, up in North Twenty Four, and that whole that whole room was shaking, and uh, it shook for quite a bit. And then I remember that day I went to work and everything. Came back, everyone was talking about at work. But when I came back to my apartment that night, and I went in the apartment, I had like this really dark feeling, like something really bad had happened in that uh, apartment. 
And I realized I was kind of traumatized by the whole experience. So I think maybe what you're experiencing too is some kind of trauma. Yeah. About yeah. it. I mean, what was the, this one in September, what was your, so you said you guys went back to sleep. So you weren't even worried about like, did you know it was in Hokkaido at that point? Or? No, I think that was why. I think yeah. like when we felt it, like, cause the mirror, we have like a standing mirror and it fell down and that's what woke us up and it started shaking. And initially I just thought, oh, it must be a, an earthquake down in Honshu or something and we're just getting the 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 smaller end of it. Yeah. So that's what we just thought. I just thought, oh just go back to bed. And then and then I woke up getting ready for work, normal time. But then I got these emails from work saying that don't come to school, subways are closed, everything's shut down basically. And then that's when <laughs> we re- we turn the T V on, T V didn't come on, and then we realised, oh, something something's wrong. Yeah. So then we're like calling or messaging our friends to find out what's happening. So we got more information. But then even then, like my girlfriend wasn't really panicking at all. And I was like, we should we should be doing something. And she was just like, she wasn't preparing anything. She she wasn't getting ready. And then I I just like, right, I'm, I'm going to go for a walk in the streets and just see what's happening. So I went outside. And then I just saw like these huge lines for our, for the convenience stores. What time? Uh... This was maybe ten ten a.m. Just about ten a.m. Oh, now. that's kind of late. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's pretty late, right? So that was when I decided, okay, maybe I should find out and find out what's going on. So then we just saw these huge lines, and everyone's lining up to buy food. You know, food of course, food and water. Yeah. But by then, everything was gone. Like by ten o'clock. Yeah, yeah, and. Then there was the local supermarket, which opens at 11, and there was already a huge line there. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to join this line. You know, yeah. just join it. Called, uh, called my girlfriend up on the phone because they were, they were rationing out things. Like it was two, two bottles of water and maybe a rice bowl and, a, you know, some snacks for like, two two each per person this was at the supermarket then. this at a supermarket so i was like to my girlfriend come down you know just come down and we can get more if you're here as well yeah yeah so then she started to panic a little bit more but it, i mean that was like the initial panic but it was it was really interesting because everyone was so you know like the the local people there was there wasn't much panic around there like everyone was lined up very you know, cordially, there was no fighting for stuff, you know, there, there wasn't anything left in the convenience stores, maybe a couple of bottles of water, not even water anymore, it was like soft drinks, yeah. and people were just like standing in line, one by one, getting a basket, you know, they weren't pushing each other or anything. Yeah, well, I think they probably have like uh, a lot of experience from like seeing how people behaved after the uh, earthquake back in 2011. And then also like the one that there's been another uh, couple big ones that have, that have happened down in Kyushu. But uh, again, I kind of stayed up uh, from that moment. I tried to go to sleep a couple times, but I couldn't. And then finally, uh, it was like 7 o'clock in the morning or something. And I was just like, I'm going to go start checking what's going on outside. And I went out and uh, got on my bicycle and started riding around. First thing I noticed, like no traffic lights were working. So cars were just kind of like trying to decide how to like you know, go through the intersection, you know, they were each kind of taking turns with each other and stuff. That, that was impressive too. Yeah, that was, that was really weird. And actually I had to drive, uh, in that, uh, same situation too. And you kind of 
pull up to the uh, – we want to put uh, gas in our car, which is something that people do uh, as quickly as possible because uh, not just to, like, invent, if you have to evacuate or something, but it's a power source. So eventually, like, if you want to go charge your phone, phone or something, then use the battery in your car. But, uh, yeah, so I started noticing that the traffic lights were out, and I went to, like, the lo- the nearest convenience store, and uh, just like you were saying – Immediately, like, people were just taking things off the shelf. By that point, all the uh, phone chargers had already been sold. And I just started immediately, like, grabbing stuff and putting it in in a bag. And uh, at that convenience store, they were letting people buy as much as they wanted. And uh, I got back to my uh, apartment, and I told my wife, like, man, people are already starting to buy stuff as much as possible. So I'm going to go back out. And uh, just like you, I went to the uh, large supermarket and uh, this one is actually one of the big supermarkets of the shopping mall. And the, the line there ended up being like a few hundred people deep in the end. And they closed off. I mean, they had like obviously a system that they had decided beforehand because they, clo- they closed the whole supermarket, only opened like the front area. And they brought out all these tables uh, with certain types of food already prepared there. And just like you said, everyone was given a basket Everyone was given like one water, a uh, bottle of water, and like depending on the food, you were only allowed to buy so much of each type of food. And they were immediately, you know, just like you're saying, they were rationing things out. So it was really impressive to see a how the Japanese people were so orderly about things, but b like these supermarkets already had systems in place to deal with disaster uh, preparedness, uh, disaster uh, emergency situations and stuff. So I, w- I wonder what happened to all the rest of the food though, like the the cold uh, meats and stuff like that. I she's mean, gone, man. You think so? You don't think they had like backup generators? I th- to... Well, I think they do, but I think there's a lot of loss, you know. Yeah, I mean, because but they're only giving away like cup ramen, um, canned food, um, obviously bread because that was going to go off soon, and uh, yeah, and like soft drinks. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, the other strange thing is, of course, we had the baby. So it was like, fortunately, how how was it at your place? Because fortunately, we still had uh, water running, running water, and we still had gas. Uh, we didn't have electricity. But that was really, really fortunate because we had to still, our baby was still drinking milk at that point, formula. And uh, I don't think she was even breastfeeding anymore. So it was like, if we couldn't make, milk for the baby and uh, fortunately she had started eating a little bit by that point but i was just thinking man if we didn't have water or milk and stuff for the baby this would be horrible and we actually went i went to another location i actually spent the whole first day going to like all these different stores because like you said they were rationing things out my whole mission that day was just to go and buy as much food as possible could you get enough nappies because i heard i saw there was huge lines at the drugstores for nappies is that uh, nappies you mean for the baby? For babies, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you call it a diaper? Yeah, yeah. yeah, right, yeah. I don't know if you're talking about napkins yeah. or nappies. Did you, did you have enough of those? Fortunately, we had like a backup. And the first place that we went to that sells uh, stuff for babies, it's a pharmacy actually, they were letting you buy as much as uh, you wanted. So we bought a lot of diapers and a lot of uh, baby food. But it was funny because another place that I went to after that, was limiting how much you could buy. And again, everyone was lined up. And at that store, you would have to tell the store clerk, you would give them your list, your shopping list, and then they would go into the store, collect things, bring them back to the front and everything. So again, it was very, very organized. But yes, fortunately, we had enough uh, diapers for the baby. Good, that's important, because otherwise you're just going to have 
crap all over your apartment. Well, right? that was the biggest thing because what happens if your water stops running? Like, not so just you, for so the yours, baby. Yours didn't stop running. No, we had water. Huh? For, the, for the whole time? Uh, yeah, yeah. We had water the whole time. Ours, ours stopped around midday. Oh, really? Yeah. So we had no water, no electricity, um, yeah, for, from midday onwards. But we had a, we had a portable gas cooker, you know, that you used to cook like nabe and hot pots and stuff. So we had one of those that was good. And we thought, yeah, if we, at least that would last us a couple of, a couple of nights if we needed it. But actually we were really lucky. We didn't have to even, experienced one night of no electricity that's right i remember you saying your electricity came back ours was yeah, off five like, five p.m the yeah. next day ours came back everything okay. came back on yeah ours was off for a few days and that was very very scary because you're kind of like you have no idea when it's gonna i mean you were getting information about when it may be coming back but uh, you never knew but we had water which is really fortunate because we can continue to make uh, uh milk for the baby and i remember i was like to finally decide to take a shower and like the ice cold water like, you got to shower in ice cold water. Yeah, I mean, I thought, like, at least we have water. And, I mean, that whole day, again, I was like, right. And this was in September, and it was really warm, which was good. Yeah, well, it was a beautiful day. I yeah, remember yeah. it was a beautiful day. So we were pretty lucky that yeah. it was like that. Because if it was in a winter, we would have been screwed, I think. Yeah, well, I was, like, riding around on my bike uh, for that whole day again, trying to get stuff. And, uh, you know, of course, wasn't too fresh, feeling fresh after, like, the whole day of doing that. So I ended up taking that ice cold, uh, yeah, shower at the end of that day but yeah uh b- before we go on guys if you like the the podcast uh please leave us a review on itunes this would really help us out because it would boost our ranking and we get more listeners and they, they can find us easier you know what and actually they also say the subscriptions are most important so subscription so subscribe yeah. yeah subscribe leave us review uh you can do that right now you know just Go on your phone. If you listen to on your phone, do it right now. And also, what, share with your friends. That's also a good thing to do, right? Yes, please. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'd really appreciate that if you could do that. So, yeah, going going back to the earthquake talk. um, Yeah, I I just remember the the day was so nice. And because there was nothing to do inside, we just, we just like took walks in the park. And it was, it was really nice. And, uh, we we actually ended up buying some beers from the convenience store because that was pretty much all that was left because the water was gone. Yeah. So we just thought, what the hell? Let's uh let's just get drunk. So bought some beers, went to the park, and it and it was nice. And and then when we got home, we got home at like around five p.m. and everything was back on again. And I was kind of I, I was a little bit disappointed to be honest. <laughs> you kind of wanted the experience a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I wanted to like kind of camp out at night or like experienced a night where there was no you know there was no distractions there was no wi-fi there was no internet there was no tv and we could just like really just hang out yeah well that's what some people said and i completely missed it and i wish i didn't but they said that if you went out and looked at the sky that night when the uh power went off because the power we didn't mention this but the power went off on the whole island of hokkaido because it was emergency uh, uh system for the power plants where they said like one uh, power plant shut off and the other ones uh, shut off successively after that and they weren't able to restart the power plants until like one power plant generated enough power to restart the next one to restart the next one so the whole island of Hokkaido was powerless uh, without power 
and the sky was apparently like the most beautiful it's ever been in terms of being able to see the stars. Yeah, I, d- I didn't look outside either. I mean, well, you were asleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't even realize what was going on. <laughs> you guys went back to bed, man. So, yeah. so when did your power come back on? You said like a few days. Uh, I think. Well, it, I think uh, the so that first day we went out without power. We went without power, and I think the second day in the evening like around 10 but remember we were kind of in that chat group everyone was talking like and then when their power came back on people would announce and go crazy and and we i think we were kind of on the very very uh late end of it so that was really bizarre because uh you don't realize like how quiet your apartment is until like nothing is running yeah it was beautiful man i, I really liked it i didn't like it man because the air gets starts to get stuffy <laughs> <laughs> and uh like none of the fans are working i'm not like not like the fans you use to cool yourself it's just the fans that circulate the air and everything oh right yeah well, but you got windows you got you windows open but, a window <laughs> no we do, of course we open the windows but it still gets really stagnant you know like the air you don't realize like how many little devices and things are running in your apartment right and you don't off. realize how important electricity is to our lives right? yeah it's but crazy. it was funny because uh yeah, like didn't have electricity and so like was walking into rooms and stuff and I got really used to kind of just living without light. And uh, I remember after it came, the power came back on, like I would go into a room for the next, during that period and like I wouldn't turn on the electricity. I was kind of like, oh, I don't really need electricity. I know where the thing is. So I kind of got used to living without electricity, which was interesting. What was uh, What was your first night like? First night without power. What did you guys do? Oh, so again... Everyone, you know, so there's no lights, so everyone's using candles. We, uh, that was one thing I bought. I bought a bunch of candles, and uh, we had some in our apartment already, so we just set up candles everywhere in the main living room. Uh, we also had like uh, three flashlights that we were using, and then look out, we could look out our window and like the buildings around us, and you just see like everyone had kind of like candles and stuff too. So that was pretty interesting to sit there. And live life kind of like camping in your own place. What did you guys eat? Uh, we, again, bought like a lot of uh, food supply. So we had a lot of stuff. We didn't have barbecue equipment, which I ended up buying afterwards. Because that is something like charcoal or gas grill or something. Yeah, so we bought that. We have that as a emergency preparedness now. But we bought a lot of stuff. Or Again, we had gas and water, so we boiled some stuff. And uh, had a lot of fruit canned fruit things like that so that was you you were like that for what two nights before uh, your power came back on yeah well i think in the middle of the second night uh finally the power came back on but the other thing is too like uh, again everything in your fridge your refrigerator is going to go bad so we try to eat as much as that uh during that first evening as well cook all the meat possible yeah i remember yeah some of my friends depend on their area i think some of them didn't get power for uh, like three days yeah so they had three days of camping and you know just hanging out with their families and stuff and a lot some of my some of my friends was then the hardest thing was that they had to talk to their wives <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah remember people were kind of joking about yeah i don't have tv i don't have this so does that mean i gotta talk with my wife now? yeah <laughs> and then, but then um some of them that had like kind of youngish kids um they had a really good time camping, so they actually really enjoyed the whole experience. Um, 
some of my friends did anyway. But the, the wives, not so much, but the husbands, because it was, you know, they had put the tents up in the garden and stuff like that. Yeah, well, the wives, I'm sure they kind of want to take a bath or get in the shower and stuff. Get but clean. I will say one of the things I enjoyed about it most is I didn't have to go to work for a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it happened on a was it a, a Wednesday or a Thursday? Yeah, I think it was, think it was Wednesday. A, yeah, so Wednesday I, I had, night, yeah. yeah, I had. Yeah, so I didn't go back to work until the following Monday. Right. So just like a, a short week. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we got power on, yeah, pretty much the next day. So I didn't really get to fully experience a blackout, which I was kind of a little bit disappointed with. But then, you know, I guess I was one of the lucky ones. Yeah, well, it's kind of good. I mean, we can kind of talk about this one this way because fortunately, just overall, there wasn't too much damage. I mean, there was damage caused by it, unfortunately. And, and uh, I think there actually were some casualties in certain parts of Hokkaido. There were a lot of landslides. But uh, just destruction around the city, there was destruction, but fortunately it was nothing like what happened uh, back in the uh, Tohoku earthquake back in 2011. Right, so that uh, the anniversary is coming very soon, March 11th. Yeah, yeah. And that one was huge. That one was the, yeah, like Burke said earlier, one of the biggest earthquakes in recorded history. All right, that's all we have time for, I'm afraid. Tune in next week where we'll continue with this conversation and we'll delve into the great big East Japan earthquake that happened in March 2011. And remember, if you want to ask us a question or contact us, email us at voicesinjapan at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as uh, we're always posting pictures and other interesting stuff about Japan. So, yeah, check them out. Cheers. <laughs>